The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Reiki. I am Paula Vale, your host. And thank you for joining us on Voice America World Talk Radio today. I have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Mari Hall. And Mari is a Reiki master and a professor and doctor of education and social services. And she also holds an honorary doctorate in theology. She has taught Reiki to over 45,000 people worldwide. Mari is a highly respected figure in the wider Reiki community and the founding director of the International Association of Reiki. She has authored several best-selling books in many languages internationally. Mari has shared the loving message of Reiki to countries around the world. And let me just say, uh, you truly inspire me and... Thank you so much for being with us today, Mari. Well, my goodness, it's my pleasure for sure. (laughs) Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, let's begin with just share with us a little bit of your history and your, you know, your passions. What brought you into Reiki? How does that sound? Well, that sounds fine, but, you know, I'm an older lady, so I've got a long history. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord, let's see. I um, was diagnosed with a a spinal problem when I was uh, in my 30s and told by the time I was 40 that I would be paralyzed and in a wheelchair. Now, I, at that time, was a very skeptical woman and very closed I didn't like people getting too close to me or touching me, especially hugging me. And um, I was a businesswoman. I I was an accountant, accountant, and so I went to work every every day with my in my business drag and had my briefcase. And <laughs> and uh, so I was looking everywhere to make the doctors wrong. I didn't want to be paralyzed. I wouldn't accept that as a diagnosis. And uh, I was in a troubled marriage. I had a teenage daughter. And uh, I didn't want to make her have to be responsible for having to take care of me. And uh, so I just started looking everywhere under all kinds of strange rocks because traditional medicine, allopathic medicine, didn't hold the answers for me. So one day I decided to go to a bookstore and a metaphysical one at that. You would have never caught me in there. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking for some books on, uh, I didn't know what, but I thought, well, maybe something would fall off its shelf and into my hands. <laughs> and um, there was a friend of a friend. I had a friend of a friend that was there. And she came up to me and hugged me, and I, I was so startled that, first of all, that she invaded my space, but much less that she had touched me and hugged me, because people just didn't do that. I, I think I had an invisible sign around my neck that says, keep out. And, uh, and she touched me exactly on my back where my problem was. And I was so startled because after she left, I could still feel her hands there on me. Even when I got back to the office, it was still still there, you know, the radiating heat on my back. Mm-hmm. So I called my friend and I said, I just saw your friend, whatever her name was. It was been so long ago now. And I, she did something to me and I, I, I need to ask her what that was because I still feel her. And she said, well, I know that she, she did some kind of course this past weekend. I don't know what it was called. So she gave me the phone number and I rang her up. And I asked her, what did you just do to me when you were at the bookstore? And she said, I just hugged you. And she said, I said, no, no, you did something else. And she said, well, I just did this Reiki course with Iris Ishikuro, and um, it's called Reiki. And I said, well, tell me more about it. And she said, well, it's really hard to explain. It's it's about energy, and you you transfer it to other people, and and it's sort of like channeling it. And... And I went, oh, my God, that sounds so weird, you know. (laughs) Uh Uh And she really couldn't explain it. And I said, well, when is she coming back or where is she? And she said, well, she's still here. She's teaching another class this weekend. Why don't you call her up? And I think she could explain it to you better anyway. So I I gave Iris a call, and and Iris said, well, you know, it's better if I just show you. You know, why don't you come along to the class? Well, by the time I got off the phone, she talked me into coming to Reiki 1 and Reiki 2. I love and I, it. And I'm not easily convinced, you know. So I, I, I ran by where she was, and I paid her the money for both classes. And, and I got enrolled into something I really didn't even understand and uh, assured that it was going to work. And, but my mind just had it that it wasn't going to work anyway and that I was signing up for something that was probably, you know, knowing me that it... It was total mumbo-jumbo, and I showed up to the class thinking that I was probably wasting my money, and I I remember trying to convince the guy that was sitting next to me that we needed to leave, (laughs) and he he said he couldn't leave and that we wouldn't get our money back anyway, and that he had to stay because his wife wanted him to get that piece of paper which was the certificate, and that he had to stay and get it, and he wasn't going to go away. (laughs) It's much easier to make a statement about leaving if someone leaves with you. You know, you can't just leave by yourself. So So there I was, and and Ivor said I was the toughest nut she'd ever tried to crack. And and because everyone was having all these really wonderful experiences about, you know, going in their meditation, going to the beach and to the mountains and everything, and I had absolutely nothing at all. And... And they'd tell me my hands were hot, and I'd think they were lying to me because they wanted me to feel better. And and uh, so that was the beginning of my Reiki experience. And the end of the first day, after Reiki 1, I went home, and my mother was there. And she said, where have you been all day? I've been trying to get a hold of you. And I was trying to explain to her that I'd been to a Reiki course, but I was muffling the Reiki word because she'd know I was crazy. 
And then I wanted to prove to her that I had done something, and I asked her if I could put my hands on her, and she said, don't be ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) And I begged her, you know, let me touch you, and she's going, no, 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 don't touch me. And finally, I put my hands on her, and I asked her the the question we all do at the first, you know, what are you feeling, you know? And uh, she said nothing, absolutely nothing, and then I knew I had really failed. So in the morning when I got re- I laid up in bed that whole night going, you've, you've really done it. You've wasted your money, and this is one more foolish thing you've done, and, you know, all the mind talk you had. So the next morning she called before I left, and she said, come by the house after you finished your second day. My knees didn't bother me at all the whole night, and I slept so good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so there was success after all. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and the other thing that's so interesting is that I used to make children cry when I looked at them. You know, children are so perceptive. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that I didn't like children. It's just that I I had this big keep out sign, and they picked up on that energy. You know, I was so... I had been be- beaten and molested and raped as a child, so I... I just had this huge keep out sign around me, and they they picked that energy up, you know, keep away, keep away. And and so I never would look at children because I it just killed me when they cried. It really did. <laughs> but Iris said, you know, things will change in you, and people will, won't be able to language what's going on, what they see. They'll think you've got your head, had your hair cut or you've got a new blouse on or something because... They, they can't say, oh, the quality of light in you has changed or something. That's just not in their vocabulary. <laughs> so I went to the bank for the office about three days or four days after after the course, and, and um, there was a woman standing there with a baby. And I went, oh, God, I've got a baby in front of me. This is just exactly what I need. <laughs> And I did everything to not see this child. You know, I was looking at the the ceiling tiles in the bank, counting the tiles. And, and then I looked at the floor and was counting the stars and the carpeting. <laughs> and the mother goes, you are the rudest woman I've ever known. My daughter's been trying to, trying to get your attention for all this time, and you just, you're ignoring her. And I, and I went, what? And I looked at the baby, and she jumped in her arms and snuggled into me, and I started to cry because that child recognized something in me that I hadn't seen in myself, that I had changed, and there was something new in me. There was something alive and light inside me, and that was the the energy, the energy of love and possibility. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, that's bringing tears to my eyes. Oh. So that's what happened. I, I, um, I have to tell you. I mean, because I was partially paralyzed when I took the course, and I was dragging my left leg, and um, so that didn't change right away. But what happened was, my um, my emotional self changed. My ability to see the world differently changed my i surrendered to the possibility of being paralyzed i kept doing reiki on myself because that's all i ever wanted to do was just 
do Reiki on myself. I didn't have an intention to do Reiki on other people. I didn't want to be a teacher. I just wanted to not be paralyzed. And then I didn't care if I was paralyzed. That was the switch. It was okay if I was. I just surrendered to what was. And then the healing took place in a very deep, deep level, a spiritual level, so deep and profound inside me. And then I just said, get the builders. We'll get the builders and we'll change the cabinets. You know, I will live whatever way God intends for me to live. Mm -hmm. And then my healing took place on that level. So I still have the, the exposed part of my spine. It's still there. It's a family trait. My father, my brother, my, uh, my daughter, my grandson, <laughs> and my, now my other grandson. They all have it. They've all had surgery, but the doctors told me mine was too bad to do. <laughs> I still have it, but I'm 70 years old, and I don't have I'm not in a wheelchair. I'm not paralyzed. I have Reiki. <laughs> that is an amazing story. That is an yeah. amazing story. Yes. Yeah. And the Reiki not only changed you physically, it changed you emotionally and spiritually. Uh, oh, yes. Absolutely. And it's always it's always it always starts from the emotional side. It's, we always get out of uh, out of our center emotionally first. Yeah, the physical is what comes three months to three years later. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then, as you progressed, you went from giving yourself Reiki, giving your friends and family Reiki. What brought you to? I mean, what you've done, I mean, teaching so many, what, what turned you over into that track? And I want to share this. <laughs> I'm well, curious. Yes. You know, I just, I, I just think God has a tremendous sense of humor. I really do. God, God <laughs> yes. by whatever name. Because, I see, I yes. believe that everyone has a right to believe whatever they want to believe. So, and that God has many names. God, goddess has many names. So I don't. I've studied a lot of the religions, and and I I I allow everyone to have their own belief structure. I just think there's a oneness with all of us. You know, we're all brothers and sisters. So um, I I worked with regression therapy here in Houston, doing Reiki for to regress people to the traumatized child inside that made the decision to step out of the middle, the truth of who they were, into the moments of time where they took a new truth on, changed and became a, and had a belief structure that was less than their truth. So we went back in time to the moments the child made it a, new, a new decision, you know, that, that maybe they weren't like I did. I didn't trust people. You know, that was part of my problem when I was raped and molested as a child. I didn't trust anyone, and I didn't trust myself either, you know. So that, that, that I became out of, I got out of my center. I think the only journey that we're ever on is one of returning home to ourselves, to returning to our center. So we were born, we so let's say in simplistic terms, we're born whole and beautiful and complete in the center of ourself, in our soul. 
And then we make these decisions that take us out of the center. And then we keep going, what am I supposed to do in my life? I know there's something I'm supposed to do. Well, all we're supposed to do is remember where we, get, where we belong, which is yes. in the center again. So we make these these trips outward, you know, to find our truth, to find our place to be. But our place to be is to remember who we are, which is divine, and that we are that spark of light and love, and that we're one, one body of people, one body of light. So uh, my work is centered around helping people remember their divinity. So I was doing regression therapy in Houston, using Reiki as a basis, almost like putting my hands on people and having them breathe back in through the emotional basis, back into times when they made those those thoughts. And um, I met a couple from England, and the guy was amazing how he worked with people. And I knew that if I studied with him, I could learn to help them access deeper, you know, to really get in there, to be able to really weed out the garden. So it's not like if you do affirmations, if you haven't taken the weeds out of the garden, all you're doing is planting the flowers in a garden full of weeds. So you want to weed the garden and put fresh um, dirt in there and, and fertilizer and everything and get everything ready to plant your flowers. So that my work is about weeding the garden and getting the soil ready to plant the flowers, which are your affirmations. Oh, I love that analogy. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that. That is beautiful. Yeah, so you want that's, that's, that's how I see my work to be. So it's sort of like I how what I see, how I see my work is you you plant a lot of trees when you travel and you work with people and you teach people and you ha- you make no demand how they grow what it looks like and you always come back and you're so pleased of, of the forest and that they're different shapes and sizes because they're you don't demand what it looks like and you're just pleased with what you see you know yes. because they're the individuals that are doing. You know, you're, they're the individuals that are healing themselves as well. You know, you're not a healer. You are the watcher of the miracle. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so, so, uh, so I, um, I, I'm Capricorn. So Capricorns don't really uh, quit their jobs. Or <laughs> we stay and work. You know, we're trudging up the hill. We're the goats. You know. So, <laughs> so I, I did ask my boss for a leave of absence, and I wanted to be gone for three months. And they went, "You have to be kidding." And I said, no, I just want to be gone for three months, and then I'll come back and I'll, I'll work. And they said, no, absolutely not. You'll have to quit your job. So I went, okay, well, I'm going to quit my job because my passion was engaged in helping people realize who they are and to empower them to remember this. It wasn't in accounting. That's what I did to make money. But it was what my passion is, is to help people remember, yeah? So I quit my job. I sublet my condo. I uh, get my daughter took my car to use and my dog. And uh, I was just going to be on three months. I had this three months in my head. And I went to say goodbye to one of my friends who was in the Mortal Life program. That's who I work for now. It's a is a uh, uh, a nonprofit organization that helps people 
uh, learn how to get more out of their life by using practical tools that you're taught to listen to your mind and tell the truth. So I use some of that in my work, but I used that before I did more. I did more life and Reiki pretty much within a couple of years of each other. But I, but I was doing this before I did more life. Anyway, so I'm, I went by to see one of the trainers to say, I'll see you in, in three months. And there was this woman sitting outside the door. And she looked at me. You know how when the full moon comes, things kind of get crazy? Yes. Have you experienced that? It's like yes. all the crazy people are, are out and around, you know. Moon energy affects me anyway. I don't sleep a lot in the moon when moon time comes. So, so I, she, she looks at me and she goes, oh, you're going across the water. And I went, uh-huh. <laughs> she says, you're going for a very long time. And I said, no, I'm only going for three months. I'm coming back. She said, oh, no, you're going to wake the sleeping people of the churches. And, um, and you're going to go to a very cold country. So you need to take all the warm clothes you have, and you're not coming back for a really long time. And I'm looking at her like, oh, my God, they've let her out some from some place, you know, like <laughs> she's escaped from the, you know, one of the places. or They've, they've got a busload of them somewhere, and they've let her off here. And I, so I walked into Ann's office, and I said, wow, who's that crazy woman in front of your door? And she said, what does she look like? So I told her, and she, she laughed. She said, that's my friend Gwen. She's my business partner. And I went, your business partner? She said, yes, she's a Jungian therapist. She's psychic, and she's an, she's a uh, astrologer. What did she say to you? And I told her. And she said, well, I'm telling you something, Mari. Every time she's told me anything, it's absolutely come to pass. And if she told you to pack all your clothes and that you weren't coming back for a very long time and you're going to a cold country, I would believe her. She was right on. Okay, this is a perfect time. Let's stop for a commercial. And when we come back, you tell us if you were just gone three months. I'm excited. Okay, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, everyone. And then we'll have Mari share the rest of this story. Thank you. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, We offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. 
beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone. This healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us. They clothe us. They comfort us and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. And this is Paula Vale with Mari Hall, and she is sharing some beautiful history with us. Okay, Mari, let's continue here. I'm, I'm dying to hear what happens <laughs> next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did go. I went to England for what I thought was three months. You know, that's three months. Mm-hmm. I actually ended, being, ended up being in Europe for 18 and a half years. No. Yes. <gasps> Oh, my gosh. Yes. Eighteen and a half years. I started off in England, and people wanted to know what I was really doing, you know, when I was there. And I said, well, you know, here here was a, a perfect opportunity because I had been an, this accountant, but I also, my passion was Reiki. So I talked to him about Reiki because I was the first Yushui Reiki master in England. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. There was um, um, the, um, oh, what is it, the one that, um, it's still around, but it's very, very expensive. I have the real Reiki, nobody has it but me, and she Mm -hmm. wanted to be the Reiki master, but they told her to go away. Yeah, that one. Anyway, and that was in London. But I was the first Yeshui Reiki master in England, so they were at, they, nobody knew about Reiki at all. So I was talking about Reiki, and then they started asking me to come and teach. So I did my first um, I did my first Reiki course in 1989 in London, and I was just I bought a right hand drive a car polo, and I was driving up and down the M1 from. I was living in Mir, which is right outside Glastonbury. And I was driving up and down the M1 to go to little towns. And and um, the, first, the first course I taught was outside of rugby. And it was some friends of mine that I met at a center there. And um, <laughs> so that's what I started doing, teaching Reiki. And uh, and then I was asked to come to Scotland to talk to a group of chiropractic surgeon, uh, chiropractic doctors, and uh, they wanted me to work in their that they call them they call their offices surgeries there. So they wanted me to work in their surgery in Edinburgh. So I worked in in the chiropractic surgery in Edinburgh, and 
they did a different type of chiropractic work than snapping and snapping. They 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 did a, a different kind of work there, and they wanted me to do my regression therapy there with them because what they found was if they released um, emotional patterning, if the, if the emotional patterning was released prior to their adjustment, the adjustment it would hold. But if they adjusted somebody and they had that patterning in in them, the adjustment wouldn't hold. So they were they worked with a lot with with uh, different remedies and uh, and I used Bach flower remedies at the time too. And so uh, it was quite a, a quite a a thing to be able to work with chiropractic doctors. I uh, and and. Uh, and do my regression work as well, and teach Reiki through their surgery. And I paid like 50 pounds a week to rent a little tiny flat. Mm-hmm. It was really small. It was, it was fun. And I also um, belonged to a meditation group that is an international meditation group called Subut. And um, um, it, it was just really a lovely time. It really was a lovely time for me because... I wasn't in a space where I had to be anybody but myself. I could discover who I was because I always um, had this tendency to be who people wanted me to be. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, my my, my father thought I, would, I had to be this way, so my, I'd be that way for my father. My mother needed me to be this way, I'd be that way for my mother. Uh, I had to be this way for my husband. I had to be this way for that. You know, so I always was a chameleon. I was always trying to be accepted, so I never was. I never thought I was good enough as I was, so therefore I had to be who somebody else wanted me to be, and I never who knew, knew who Mari was. Uh-huh. When I was young and dating, I would think I was dating about five people at one time, and I never was the same Mari. Each one was different. Each one had a different Mari, uh-huh. and so now I'm on my own in a foreign country, and I'm finding out who is she, who is this yes. woman. Yes. And so my mother said I had run away from home. Well, it's because <laughs> I probably did, in her eyes, run away from home. I didn't want to come back because I was finally experiencing being who I am. Yes, yes. Without having to bend, bend to please somebody. You know, and 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 I was doing the work I love doing. I I I didn't have to prove anything to anybody. I was just doing what I was doing, and I was able to make a living most of the time. I mean, I was able to support myself, and uh, and I chose at that time just to stay. And of course, then it meant that I had to let my my. Uh, my condo go. I let it go back to the bank. Uh, I let my car. We sold the car. My dad sold my car. My, interestingly enough, the moment that I decided to stay, my dog was killed, hit by a oh. car. Oh. Energetically, it was just amazing that he would be killed the moment I said, I want to stay here, and he let me go. Yes. You know? Those are the kinds of things that happened. Uh, um, 
and my psychic world just started changing. I was having all amazing, uh, amazing things happening, happening psychically. So then I was asked to go to Scotland, teaching in Scotland. And then uh, the moment that I taught um, the head of the chiropractic clinic, Reiki, he decided that he was going to do what I did, did because he wanted to, he was the kind of person that wanted to have all the answers. So he started doing, he started doing the regression therapy and uh, using Reiki because now he can do Reiki, not understanding full with it. It's very delicate work that I was doing. They even wrote, they wrote about me in the Scotsman talking about, because um, the woman who wrote about me is what was one of the head people of the newspaper. I mean, they're terribly um, conservative people in Scotland. And she talked about her experience of, of, of what she found out in the regression and the decision she made as a child, and she wrote about it. It was amazing, you know. So people were really coming to me. I had bank presidents, you know, doing things to help touch into their inner child and, and you know, being, being the father that they never had to the inner child because the child's the one in charge of you now. It's the one that's making you do the things you do because it needs it, it needs to protect you, but you have to learn to protect that child and let the child grow up. So, so then the money source dried up. So one day I just I got on my knees and I just said, "Okay, Father, I am willing to do your work, but you I, you must tell me where to go because it's not here. I understand that when one door closes, another one must open." And I'm now in the hallway, but show me the door. And I, when I was here in Houston, I worked with the very first person who had AIDS here in Houston when they didn't even know it was AIDS. So I, and then I worked in the AIDS community here. So I'm thinking maybe it's AIDS-related in some way. And, and back in, in that time is when... Um, uh, uh, Yugoslavia had a lot of AIDS people, AIDS babies. Oh. And I thought maybe I should go to Yugoslavia and work with the AIDS children with Reiki. You know, just go and maybe I thought that was the direction I was to go in. You know, I was waiting for for God to tell me that's where I should go, you know. Uh-huh. I know I get real clear. I get real clear messages of where to go. And so I got on my knees and I said, where, where should I go? You know, well, 10 minutes, not even 10 minutes later, the phone rang. And it, in, in the U.K. and in Scotland, the first thing they do is they ask you about the weather. And they go, you go through this whole rigmarole. Have you done it? Have you ever talked to somebody from Britain? Uh, from London, yes. From London. Yes. And they don't they usually sort of go, oh, da-da-da-da, you know, it's like, they hem and haw about, around what they want to talk to you about at first, and then they finally talk to you about it. But it's this whole big kind of little production first. It's not like in America where you just, hey, this is what I need, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm calling <laughs> yeah, <okay>. because. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, so one must be civil about things. So. Yes. Um, so it's, it, the voice on the other end is my friend Nick Williams, who was my client, and when he first came to me, he wanted me to do a past life regression 
which I can do, but I don't, because I think we have enough going on in this lifetime to clear up, you know. Yes. And so, so he wanted to do this past life regression, and I just said to him, do you have everything handled with this lifetime? You're making plenty of money. You're happy in your marriage. Your children are well-placed. You know, they're happy with you. You, uh, you know, da-da-da-da. And I'm asking all these questions. He's squirming around in his chair because the answers are no, 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 you know. And I said, look, let's handle this lifetime. When you get this lifetime all handled and you still think you need to go back there and check things out, then maybe we can do that. But let's work with now. Because this lifetime is where you're living, and this is what's important. So we started doing the work of, of this lifetime. And he was a, a fantastic food photographer and a photographer. I mean, excellent photographer. He now leads men's groups. He's working his passion. He doesn't do photography anymore. And, uh, I mean, he had a fantastic career, had a beautiful place where he did stuff, uh, an incredible divorce now closer to his kids than he's ever been so um so he's calling me and he's saying um instead of going through the weather this is what he says mari i just came back from czechoslovakia they need that message of love and brotherhood you bring to people you have to go there and i went damn Nick, that's really fast. And he said, what do you mean? I said, I just got off my knees praying to God for an answer, and you just called me. Now, where's Czechoslovakia? Isn't it behind the Iron Curtain? And he said, yeah, but they just got free. And I've got a guy here that just took a train from Czechoslovakia to, to, uh, to here because he works for the train company, and he speaks English. And I know that you're going to the Sabut meet, your Sabut meeting, your meditation group tonight. Can you come afterwards and meet him? Because I know that's where you're supposed to go. Wow. And I, I just, I just looked up to the ceiling and I said, "That was fast. That was really fast, God." In and I said, "Yes." Yeah. And call. I said, "And a call in ten minutes." And I sat down after I got off the phone, and I said, you know, you're really fast. Usually you're fast, but this is a speed record for you. That was <laughs> <laughs> this conversation with God. And I yes. went over. I went over afterwards, and I said, it was, his name was Peter. I said, Peter, well, I'm so happy to meet you. And you took a train all the way from Czech. He said, well, I had to take the boat from... Uh, you know, from Slevenger, from North, uh, from the North, from the Netherlands over to England, and I said, "Well, that's what I've done that too." I said, "How did you like the boat trip?" He said, "Well, Dick's told me so much about you. What do you do?" And I said, "Well, I'd have to show you. Really, can I touch you?" And he said, "Sure." So I went behind him and I put my hands on him, and I was talking to him, and I said, "Well, this is what it's called Reiki." And it's, I'm just um, talking to you, and the energy's going through me to you. You know, I said, it's like, I think of it as unconditional love. And I know in Czech that they don't uh, have a God, you know, they don't believe in God. And he said, that's true, we don't. But we believe in, univer- in the universe. And I said, well, then you can call it the unconditional love of the universe. There you he go. said, oh, that's nice. The unconditional love of the universe. He said, that sounds very nice. 
And uh, I said, so the, the unconditional love of the universe is going through me, passing through me, and it's going to you. And it doesn't, I don't get anything from you, and you don't get anything from me like, you know, bad, bad energy or anything like that. It's sort of like if the unconditional love of the universe is a gasoline pump, and you're the car that's pulled up to the pump, and I'm the hose that comes from the pump to your car, you, the car. And my job is to be the best hose possible. Oh, I love that analogy. Oh, that's, that's a great way to express Reiki. Gosh. Yeah. Well, Mari, we're going to take a moment here and jump into another commercial, and then we'll be back for our final episode. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us. They clothe us. They comfort us and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Paula Vale here with Mari Hall. And Mari, your stories, your experiences are just absolutely fascinating. And where we left off was you just 
having asking and going another direction. So feel free to jump back in there for us. Well, I ended up in the Czech Republic. Basically, I I I went through several countries and got there for sure and and I ended up um actually it's not 45,000 people. I thought it was 55,000 people. I've written 9 books. Um I've traveled all over the world. I've been so blessed to have been touched by so many people, by so many people's stories, by their lives. Um, golly, I've learned so much about myself through them. You know, we may be teachers, but we're also students of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, we need to always remember that the student and the teacher are interchangeable. Um, my students always teach me something. And then I've never said no to treating anyone at all because I know they're brought into my life for some reason. I've learned so much about um, life through them, um, and I'm still doing that at, at age 70. Um, recently, I, uh, I wrote, I, I wrote, I've written several books. One of them, my favorite ones, is Reiki for the Soul because it's about my journey. And it's done in a way for you all when you read it to uh, explore your relationship with yourself, with your, with your parents, with uh, your work, with your play, if you allow yourself to play. That was a hard one for me because I'm a workaholic. I, I love my work so much that I have a tendency to just keep working all the time. And uh, that's not good for you. You need to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I leave spaces for you to write in the book. People don't like to do it. They like to jur- take a journal and write in the journal. Uh, and I I journal a lot, so I would I take my journals and I'd go through them and take excerpts out of that and put it into the book. I wrote it very fast, not because I wanted to, but it just seemed to pour out of me like water. I was teaching uh, in a castle. With, uh, I, I think it was, I don't know how many different languages were going on at the time because we had different teachers from different countries that were presenting different ideas to groups of my students. And I, because I taught internationally, the students came from all over to come to this course and teachers came from all over to do the course. And so we had all these different languages being translated and, uh, <laughs> It was amazing, amazing to see all these Reiki students coming from all over with the same basis, love. Yes, and different languages and everyone coming together. Oh, my yeah, goodness. absolutely. That was the main theme. It was love. Everything was about love. And, um, and at night I would write, and it would just come out, just pour out of me. And, it, and and I think the thing that really got me was that I was so enamored of the subject matter, you know, the, the stepping stones of life. And um, it just came out. And I, I, it's like I've written a trilogy. First was Practical Reiki. And then the next one was um, uh, Reiki for Common Ailments which was a lot, a lot of serious um, 
work going through ailments, and I wanted to put cancer in, and my publisher, that one was Piatkas, and they they wanted they didn't want to put cancer in because they thought it was a too heavy of a <laughs> of an ailment. <laughs> I'm like, what? This is a, you're not serious, are you? So I, I would I would read about the illness from an allopathic way, what the, how the doctors treat it, what they think about it. I would feel it in my body. I would see it. And then I would, how would I treat it? And, and what other, other kind of complementary medicine could you use? And, and what kind of affirmation could you have? And what other kinds of stuff you could, it's a really complex book. And in fact, it has come, it's come back out in, uh, in, uh, in the U.S. It's out again. Uh, so it's easier to get a hold of. And then the, the last one is Reiki for the Soul. And we've it's just been reprinted again in, as the 11th door, because don't we always have doorways? Yes, yes. <laughs> and and uh, you, can, you can get that, and it's been published by uh, some dear friends of mine. Uh, so you can get those on Amazon.com. You can find them, the last and two especially. Mm-hmm. Give us your website information as well please real easy www.marihall.com <laughs> love it yeah so you can find me under me marihall.com uh, and uh, let's see what else oh. now you wanted to give uh, share a, a message a prescription for everyone yes well Wednesday this just a couple of days ago uh, I know this is going to air in May, but this we're we're taping this early. I um, I have a tendency to get out of balance because again I'm so passionate about what I do that I don't stop and listen and t- stop and smell the roses. Okay, so I'm 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 revamping my life. I'm recently. I went to see a doctor of Chinese medicine, and he said, no stress and, and relax, and, you know, and, and it's, it's helping me. I've, I lost 10 pounds in a month, and, and he, what he said was, I'm going to take get you off all your medication, because I'd had a heart attack in 2003 when I was in England. So, so this is what happened. I had a, two days ago, I had a, uh, a stent put in my heart. I had an 80% blockage. I had been short of breath. My daughter said, Mom, you're short of breath. What's going on with you? And I felt real tired, you know. So I had a chemical stress test, and sure enough, I wasn't getting enough oxygen to my heart. And, and when you don't get enough oxygen to your heart, you don't get enough oxygen to your head either. Right. <laughs> so, I, so I went in, and I had, a, I had a stent put in, and it took all of 45 minutes because you know what? People were sending me Reiki. Isn't that amazing? Uh, yay! <laughs> yay for Reiki! <laughs> yay for Reiki! Yay for Reiki! So when I when I came back to the recovery room, my doctor came in, who knows nothing about Reiki at all, nothing about mortal life, which is what I do in my my uh, my part time job, and he said to me, "Mari, I'm going to give you a prescription." And I am passing it on to you all. So listen well. Every day, I want you to have a day that has joy and laughter. Every day. 
and take yourself lightly because we're too serious about life. Yes. Yes. You got that prescription? (laughs) That's a perfect prescription. Yes. Every day. And I'm telling you, I came into the office today at Mortal Life just to pick up some messages because I'm working from home. I promised I would not work the day after my surgery. I would only do things that would make my heart happy. So when I woke up yesterday morning, I put my hand on my heart and I said, today is the first day of the rest of my life. And I am going to live it every day with joy and happiness in my heart, and I am going to laugh. And I wish that for all of you. Oh, thank you, Mari. Oh, thank you. That That is a beautiful prescription because it's so <laughs> easy to let everything get in our way and we forget that joy and, and that We laughter. get too busy. We get too busy. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm going to be having a... Um, uh, a blog go up pretty soon because we're organizing um, our Java Pieter's uh, classes in Connecticut for Yicket and Reiki. If you haven't heard about it, please check my web pages because he'll be teaching in May, May twelfth uh, through the twenty third, twenty first, excuse me, in Connecticut. I'm his organizer, his U.S. organizer. I teach Yicket and Reiki, which is a Eastern Reiki. And uh, I just happened to stumble on it. You know how life does that leads you to mm-hmm. something else. Yes. And uh, um, uh, anyway, so he's going to be there, and 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 we're going to be honored to have her uh, Chioko Yamaguchi's grandson talking about his life with his grandmother, and she is the one that learned from Hayashi Reiki when she was oh my seventeen years old. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's going to be amazing. Yes, it is. So check my web pages for that, and you'll see that. And uh, I'll be in Connecticut with Arjava, and and uh, I'd love to see you, love to meet you. And I tell you what you get when you walk in the door from me, a huge, giant hug, because I'm a hugger. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay, I love it. Me yeah. too. Uh, Any questions? No, I think that is just just a beautiful story, beautiful wisdom. Oh, Mari, oh my goodness. I, I could, <laughs> you know, we have about two minutes left, but I just, I really want to say thank you. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your passion. Thank you to what you have given. You have changed so many lives. You, oh, they've changed inspiration. mine. Yes. Honey, they've changed. They've changed mine. I, I can't, I can't have enough gratitude, enough words to thank all the all the people that have come into my life, all the the babies I've held in my arms, the the oh. people in hospice that I've touched. That I, these people have been my teachers. Yes, they have taught me. You know, yes. I I don't. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't do anything else. My my profession is my vacation. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yes. yes. I, I wouldn't do anything else. I am so happy. I am oh. so happy doing what I do. Mm. Well, let's let's end the show on that on that note. Joy, laughter, gratitude, love. What do you think? Oh, yes. Times Uh, (laughs) 100,000. Yes, yes. Oh, Mari, thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners in the U.S. and around the world. Thank you for joining us today. Hugs and blessings. Thank you, Mari. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you again for tuning in to For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.